We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. I am thrilled to share this episode with you. I've entitled the episode, Slow Down. So if you're listening to this episode on a podcast platform, I know many people listen at 1.25 speed or 1.5 or 1.75 or even 2x. This is an episode that you're going to play at 1x. The title is Slow Down. So I want to share this with you and and see how this topic impacts our spirituality. I spend a lot of Saturday, maybe Friday or Saturday nights in the fall and definitely the winter, making a pizza, probably two or three times a month on the weekends, sometimes more. I make a homemade pizza, sometimes completely from scratch, sometimes the crust crust from a box, and I make these pizzas with my children. And we enjoy this time together to bond and and to interact with one another. And then we have our family pizza and movie night. And I have to admit that one of my favorite sort of movie series that we have played during our family pizza movie night is the Disney's Cars movie series. And I want you to picture with me Lightning McQueen, the star of the movies. And and there's a scene where he literally quotes these words. He says, I am speed. One winner, 42 losers. I eat losers for breakfast. Speed. I am faster than fast, quicker than quick. And then he says, I am lightning. You know, I think about those words. And sometimes this is actually how we live our own lives. We, we live our lives fast and speed and, and we eat others for lunch. You know, I think sometimes moving too fast can cause turmoil. There's a, this is a true story. There was a time several years ago now, probably a decade or so ago, actually maybe a little more than that. I was driving on the highway and as I was driving there, the traffic was slowed, had slowed down and I was there and, and someone got into the left lane where it was barreled off. So you weren't supposed to drive there. And this person cut over and just was driving about 60 miles an hour while everyone else was driving about five miles an hour. And this person just whizzed right by. Well, about 15 minutes later, 
I drove by this accident scene and it was this car. And this car had driven and couldn't stop in time. And there was, there was about a three foot hole that was dug out and the car had nosedived. The back tail of the car was still on the pavement, but nosedived about three feet deep into this, this carved out hole. And it was interesting because maybe the frustration of moving slow informed the decision for this driver to move fast. But moving so fast, this driver lost their faculties and it caused an accident. This is also true. I've been practicing this principle of slowing down as we, as I, I ended 2022 and moved into this year, 2023. And I've been practicing at least once a week driving in the slow lane. So if you were to accuse me of something as a driver, you would accuse me of being real good at using the accelerator. I have that down. I can move with, I just quote unquote flow with traffic. And if traffic's not flowing enough, I'm okay creating the flow. So this is sort of how I drive. I I like to say I'm a safe driver, but I've been practicing driving in the slow lane where my speed is not dictated by my desire, but by somebody else. It's been really, it's been a spiritual experience because as I've slowed down and relinquished my will for speed, I've learned patience. And and the truth is, I've also learned that I don't save that much time driving recklessly. So I, I, I open the show, we're talking today about slowing down. The title is Slow Down. But what I'm really talking about today is not how fast I drive or not watching a Disney movie with your family, but I'm talking today about slowing down on the inside. Slowing down on the inside is important to our spiritual health and to a productive life. So when people talk about time, they use words like time management, and there's often a comparison between a busy life and a productive life. And we understand that. In fact, I just want to hit pause and share a time management tactic with all of you that that I use regularly. Each week, I have what I call the big three. So on Monday, I know that by Friday, I need to finish the big three. There are three big things that I know need to get done, and that will make that week uh, productive. But I also, every day, I have a big three for every day. What happens is sometimes we put aside what we would put on that list, the big three, because we're doing other things, and we get so busy and so worn out and so tired, but we don't feel like we've done what we needed to get done, and it's because we haven't prioritized. So the big three. And something else that's been helping me is to honor my vacation time and to take vacation and enjoy some time to myself or with my wife, with my family. But I'm talking today a little deeper on a deeper level about slowing down and slowing down on the inside. What I mean is to take time, and this is going to be beneficial for your spirit, for your your soul, for your relationship with God, is to walk away at the right time designated, but to walk away from the responsibility and behavior of always thinking. So here's what I mean. I'm a pastor and I'm always thinking like a pastor. I'm thinking about people in need. I'm thinking about 
the income I'm thinking about, all of the responsibilities I have as a pastor. I'm I'm writing in a doctorate of ministry. Uh, I'm writing my final project. So I'm always thinking about how to organize my thoughts and what to do. I, I teach for a couple universities, so I'm always thinking. My mind is at work. How do I make this a better class? I, I coach. I train. I, I lead this radio show and podcast. I'm always thinking. But also, I do many other things like many of you do. I, I'm a parent of six children. I have hobbies and interests. I'm looking at finishing my my basement. So I'm thinking about how many two by fours do I need to buy? I'm thinking about the layout and what's possible. I'm shopping for a couch. And and quite frankly, I'm just finishing de-Christmasing my house. So it's on my mind. I'm thinking about my finances and of course, my health and exercise and diet and weight. All of these things are on my mind. What I want us to think about today, and we're going to dig into the scripture in the second half of this show, but how do we slow down on the inside. Here's what I'm learning. Even though my mind is seemingly always at work, my body can only handle that for a period of time. My mind can handle that, but only for a period of time. But what I'm really learning is this, my soul. My soul really can't handle the constant busyness of the mind. See, slowing down becomes part of spiritual self-care or self-spiritual leadership. And spiritual leadership certainly reinforces what we do, and that matters. What we do matters, but who we are, who we are on the inside matters even more. It's really not about what we do. It's about honoring a relationship with God. So when we think about slowing down, what we're looking at is to, to consider what's normal in our life and what we need to replace it with. So normal life for many of us is a noisy life. So what we need to do is fight for times that are quiet. For many people, we face anxious moments where we feel anxious about something that may or may not happen or something that has happened. And we need to replace that when we're quiet in our soul with instead of anxiety, we need to replace that with a deep trust in God. Our normal rhythm seems to be work, work, work. And what we need to replace that with is a rhythm of rest. See, discipleship, spiritual growth, spiritual formation is not about doing. Our spiritual growth is about knowing and being known. It's about knowing God, but it's also about allowing ourselves to be known by God. See, spiritual development is not just learning more about God, but it's inviting God in to our life. So in the second half of the show, I'm going to look at a scripture and break that down for all of us. You're going to keep this on 1x speed because we're talking about slowing down. That's the title today, Slow Down. I'm going to take a look at two verses of Scripture. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. And we're going to keep the frame that this is us inviting God in. So when I talk about slowing down, I'm not trying to foster a list of things to do. I'm not trying to think about the responsibilities we have. But I'm talking about prioritizing some quiet space, a rhythm of quiet space where we can put our trust 
in God. So I want you to hold tight as we move to the second half of the show and dig into Psalm, uh, the Psalms. So stay tuned, and we're going to hear from our sponsors. I'll be right back as we talk more about slowing down. We're going to take a look at Psalm 139 and explore how God speaks to us through His Word on this topic. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's show is titled Slow Down. So for all of you that are working hard and working fast, I hope that you keep this on regular speed today on your podcast. And if you're listening live on the radio, thank you for engaging. We're considering today our our pace as we care for our souls. See, our goal in life as believers is to grow deeper in our relationship with Christ. So I think that as I think about slowing down, I want us to look at a particular passage of Scripture that will be familiar to you. And I want you to research this with me. So maybe you're listening now, but as a follow-up, you may want to actually open up your Bible or your Bible app and take a little dig, uh, uh, deeper dig into this topic. I'm going to read to you two verses, Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Here's what it says. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there's any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. So before I break this down, I want to give us the handles to hold on to. As we talk about slowing down today, and we're looking at Psalm 139, we're going to explore these phrases. Search me, know my heart, know my thoughts, Know my motives and lead me in your ways. So this first thought, search me. I wanted to start there because this is an idea of vulnerability. So as a high school student, I played the trumpet and I actually had some success and I did well. I went actually to a state school to study music. And throughout my time as a high school college student, I gave lessons to other aspiring trumpeteers. But I also experienced vulnerability as I took lessons from somebody else. When I was a student in high school, I took private trumpet lessons from the music chair at Valparaiso University. When I moved into my collegiate experience as a music major, I took private lessons from the music chair at Ball State University. And these experiences taught me about vulnerability And I no longer compared myself to others, but I was vulnerable to these professionals that could say, Mike, you might be doing this well, but you could do it better. Or if you change something, you would be a stronger trumpet player. And they started speaking to me, not with congratulations of all that I did well, but with pointers to make my trumpet playing improve and and help that improve. So I was vulnerable where I had to play 
and the purpose was for somebody else to make me better. And it felt vulnerable. It felt difficult. It felt hard. And this is the type of vulnerability that I'm talking about when we ask God to search our life. What we're asking is for God to peer into our life and consider our strengths, but also point out the areas in our life that need improvement. See, here's the desire behind vulnerability, that we want to correct our own flaws and our own deficiencies. See, one of the perspectives of spiritual growth is discovering the truth of God's word and then seeing the gap between that biblical truth and our own practice of behavior. And then, and then spiritual growth is closing that, that gap. So we're asking God to search us and expose those gaps. Secondly, we're saying, God, know my heart. Know my heart. See, this deepens your care for your soul. If you ask God to know your heart, as you're listening in today, we're talking about slowing down and we're asking God in our times of slowing down, we're asking him, will you evaluate me and let me know, am I whole? Am I healthy? Will you show me the sins that are in my life? Will you ha- help me combat busyness? As you ask God to look at your heart, to know your heart, you're going to ask him, do I truly love you? Do I truly love other people? Even when you think about this, you're asking, do, are the things that I want the right things? Am I striving for the right things? So I've seen in my experience people that are, let's say, on a team, and they, they say the right words, hey, I want to be on the team, I'm a team player, but secretly, in their heart, they don't want to be on the team, they want to lead the team. See, we're asking that God would search our heart and not evaluate what everybody sees, but the secret parts, our deep desires. And that leads us to the next part, search me, know my heart. But the next one would be to know my thoughts. See, our thoughts are our private life. There have been people that are, are in need that I've offered ministry to. And, and some of these people I've truly... I've been able to help through the power of the Holy Spirit, and I've served them well, and it's been a great experience. But there, are, I have to say, there are people that are in need that it seems that like no matter what I do, I don't necessarily help them. In fact, what they do is they they sort of drain my energy. I don't tell them that. I don't expose, hey, you're draining my energy, but but it's true, and I don't tell them that. But but my mind is thinking it. See, when we slow down to a place that we ask God to look beyond what's superficial or beyond what everybody sees or even what we're characterized by, that God would peer into our thinking. It's in those places that he can continue to form us and to shape us. What we're asking is that God would be on the inside, invite him in and see what nobody else sees. God, notice what I battle. Notice where I have doubt and uncertainty. Notice where I'm curious. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if anything is excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Are you asking God to measure your thought life according to Philippians 4.8? That 
is vulnerable. That is God searching you, knowing your heart, and knowing your thoughts. I want to get into one more, knowing, actually two more, but I'll start with the next one, knowing your motives, and see if there's any grievous way in me. See, sometimes people, even if it doesn't appear so, they manipulate. Or sometimes we as people self-promote. See, when we think about, do we want to be a manipulator or a self-promoter? Or do we want to be a servant of the king? Do we want to do things his way? What we're doing here as we slow down is ask God to search search our hearts, to search our life, to know our motives. We're, we're faced with the need to surrender to God. So back to the beginning of the show, back to Lightning McQueen, rather than racing and being the first and eating everybody else for lunch because there's only one winner, what we're asking to do is to say, God, you're the only winner. I surrender to you. Have your way in my life. And and that leads us to the last points. We say, God, I want you to search me. I want you to know my heart. I want you to know my thoughts, know my motives, but I want you to lead me in your ways. I want me I want you to do the things in my life that I would not do on my own. When I think about this whole passage of of Psalm 139, search me, know my heart, my thoughts, my motives, lead me to your ways. It's reminiscent to me of what the gospel boils down to. It's loving God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. See, our strength is when we use all that God's given us for his purpose. Today, as you listen in, I don't want you to run so fast toward a target that you'll regret. But I want you to slow down, to know God, to slow down and be known by God, to pray the prayer, God, search me. God, know my heart. God, know my mind, my thoughts, my thinking, my thought patterns. God, evaluate my motives to make sure that I am pure in my motives and I am setting every thought on the things that you have for me and what I want, may it be what you want. And then God, lead me. So all of my strength is given to your plan and given to your purpose. So today, I hope I hope that you've kept this on normal speed as we talk about slow down, slowing down. And I, that causes me to ask if you're curious personally about coaching. This is a great topic to hire a coach for to help you to slow down and put margin into your life. If you visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, you can take a free coaching readiness questionnaire to see if you're uh, ready for coaching. And I'm responding to all of those myself. I'd love to hear from you. I also want to encourage you to find us and follow Your Discipleship Coach on social media and to follow this show and the podcast that we put out. But thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors. Heritage Counseling Center at HeritageCounseling.com Chicago Indian Church at ChicagoIndianChurch.com And Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. You can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. 
Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, thanks for staying tuned today and to listen to this podcast, this radio show called Slow Down. I want you to know that I am for you and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thanks for listening to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's Your Discipleship Coach. Coach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life.